This morning began with confusion. The stone was moved and the tomb was empty. Disciples arrive, then angels, and finally Jesus himself. Out of the confusion, hope emerges, and a weeping woman becomes the first to confess her faith in the risen Lord. The Holy Gospel according to John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where, they, where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I invite you to be seated. Let us pray. Gracious God, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds 
and think through them. And take our hearts and set the fire of the Holy Spirit in them. Amen. My sister and I loved to go to farm grandma and grandpa's on the holidays, especially on Easter. Town grandma and grandpa's was also fun, but there were some things that happened at farm grandma and grandpa's that did not happen at town grandma and grandpa's. First of all, at the farm, there were a passel of children to play with and plenty of space to wander. At the farm, the Easter bunny hid baskets. Eggs would be in the incubators and baby chicks by the dozens would be available to play with. And if we were lucky, we could also find baby kitties hiding up in the haymount. If we were at town, Grandma and Grandpa's, there were no critters or other children our age to play with. We did get the opportunity at town grandparents' home to, well, maybe endure is the word, endure some interesting food choices. One holiday as a youngster sticks out more than the others. My sister and I were very excited because Grandma had shared that we were going to have steak instead of ham. Town Grandma's ham was always a bit dry and leathery, so we were excited to have steak. Town Grandma, unfortunately, like the ham, she cooked all of her meat until she was sure it was dead. <laughs> For when we tried to cut into that steak, I kid you not, it literally pulverized into dust on our plates. But this same holiday, we were also served her famous green jello with a can of mixed vegetables in it. And as many of you know, this is not my most favorite as I am not a fan of vegetables in the first place. The only saving grace was that it looked like it had a heavy layer of Cool Whip on the top. Anything can go down with Cool Whip, right? On the first bite, it was clearly revealed it was not Cool Whip, but an inch and a half of Miracle Whip salad dressing. There was one thing that my sister and I waited to occur at almost every dinner shared at my town grandparents' home. You see, when Grandma was finished eating, she would get up and immediately start clearing the table. Your own plate right in front of you would disappear if you didn't hold on to it. Well, most of the time, my sister and I were more than willing to let that plate go as it did not seem to matter to Grandma that you had cleaned off your plate or not. More than once, though, I remember my town grandpa boisterously saying, Eunice, I'm not finished yet. My sister and I could never really understand why town grandpa just didn't let that plate of interesting food go. Dessert had to be better. Just a few short days ago, 
we heard some similar yet slightly different words from Jesus. He has already been crucified. He hung upon the cross gasping for air. His mother and other women, including Mary Magdalene, were standing nearby. Jesus knew the time had come. He was thirsty, and they brought him some sour wine. And when he has received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It was finished. The disciples, the mother of Jesus, the other women, including Mary Magdalene, had those words echoing in their ears, in their minds, and in their hearts. The images of the last breath leaving the body of Christ were powerful images. The word spread among his followers that the Messiah had been killed. It was finished. John's version of the crucifixion and resurrection story continue with Mary Magdalene arriving at the tomb where they had laid Jesus. She arrived early on Sunday morning while it was still dark outside. It does not really say exactly why she had come because her heart, maybe because her, her heart had ached so much that sleep eluded her and she wanted to be near his body. For Mary, her heart was screaming, Jesus, I'm not finished yet. <coughs> Jesus may have been dead, but for her, it was not over. Anyone who has buried a loved one knows exactly how Mary Magdalene felt. Your hearts are heavy and your very being aches. I have no illusions that there is a row out there this day that has had at least one person who has not suffered in the same way. No one is immune to heartache. This must have been how a Mary Magdalene had felt as she arrived that morning. She was still hearing the words of Jesus in her mind, it is finished. Yet in her heart, it really was not finished at all. Then she arrived and saw the stone had been rolled away from the tomb. She doesn't even poke her head inside, but runs immediately back to Simon, Peter, and John and tells them, the stone has been removed. They have taken the Lord. I do not know where they have laid him. Peter and John, they run to the tomb with Mary. They are fearful that the tomb of the man their hearts are grieving has been robbed or at least disturbed. John arrives first, it says. He bends down and looks inside the tomb. He sees that the linen wrappings are there. And the always exuberant Peter arrives and bursts through the tomb opening and sees the same linen wrappings and the cloth for Jesus' head rolled up in a separate place. Can you imagine the gasp that must have come forth from Peter? 
It had to have been enough to bring John further into the tomb. The looks of despair, the looks of heartbrokenness, the looks of pain must have been evident upon their faces. Yet it says that when John entered the tomb, he saw and he believed. What did he believe though? What did he believe? Jesus said, it was finished. Jesus died. Jesus was missing. John's gospel says that he believed, but that he yet did not understand the scriptures that Jesus must rise from the dead. For those two disciples, it really was finished now. Even the body was gone. There was nothing more to do. They returned to their homes. It was finished. They left Mary Magdalene behind. She was standing outside the tomb weeping. She had seen the looks upon Peter and John's faces as they left. She knew, she knew the body was no longer inside. And finally she entered the tomb herself. Maybe needing to be closer to where Jesus had last lain upon the stone. Maybe just to confirm for herself that it really, really was true. That the body was gone. She enters the tomb. She sees two angels in white. Sitting where the body of Jesus had once been lying. They kindly ask her, Woman, why are you weeping? Her follow-up question lets us know that this thing is not finished for her yet. She is going to find the body of Jesus. She is so determined that she is not even alarmed by seeing two angels. She peppers them with questions, yet they must not have the answers, for she turns to leave. Their standing is Jesus, but she does not recognize him. He asks the same question, why are you weeping? She is so desperate for this to have a decent ending that she begs the man who she supposes to be the gardener by saying, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. She turns away in her grief and he then speaks her name, Mary. In that one word, he tells her who he is and that there is a new beginning with him. He lets her see that the Lord has risen from the dead, that he is alive. And so John writes that he goes and tells everyone, I have seen the Lord. On this day, I'm reminded of the last 40 days of Lent, the journey we take each year. On Ash Wednesday, we get the pulverized ashes upon our foreheads as a reminder that one day we are finished too. Yet we are not left there, but we hear the words of eternal life, a resurrected life, it is for us too. On Monday, Thursday, the words of individual absolution were offered in the name of Jesus Christ. Your sins are forgiven. 
Then in the span of one day later on Good Friday, Jesus died hanging upon that cross, breathing his last. He died for the saving grace of us all. And yet even on this day, we celebrate the meal of wine and bread, the meal that resurrects us who live in a broken world. Out of this meal, we are reminded that the best is yet to come, like the best dessert after a difficult meal to swallow. And as those words may be roaming around in your head this morning, it is finished. Listen for the new words that Jesus on this day has said. It really is not finished. It is only just beginning. For Jesus calls your name and shows you the love of God just like he did for Mary that day. People of God, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, you gave your only son to suffer on the cross, and by his glorious resurrection, you deliver us from the power of death. Through Jesus, you give us the gift of dying to our sin and beginning new every day. You give us our forgiveness so that we might find solid footing in the fear and uncertainties of our world and our lives. This is the good news of Easter, and we humbly thank you and praise your name. And all God's people said, Amen. <clears throat>